0: Hi everyone, welcome back uh, to the show. We are episode 102 of the podcast for uh, anyone collecting. Um, I think I have got them all somewhere, vainly, on a PC. All of the old audio boom ones uh, and the, uh, these ones, the cast box ones. Uh, welcome back everyone. I uh, hope you've uh, had a good uh, couple of weeks and have enjoyed uh, the season as it's starting to build nicely nicely enough um since we last spoke we've seen uh, the criterium de dauphine conclude uh, and we've also uh, seen the tour tour de swiss we've had the route de sud or the whatever it's called locketan which i thought was a uh, shop that sold stinky soap um so we've we've been fairly busy um no small amount of controversy we're still uh, finding our time um being spent talking about um, Chris Froome and what may or may not happen in the run-up to the Tour de France, uh, whether he should or he shouldn't ride, uh, so we'll have more sure on that as the weeks trundle by um, and yeah, the racing's been packed with, uh, with bits of, uh, of controversy uh, quite a lot of it involving uh, Lotto, uh, Soudal rather than uh, Jumbo um, who've had the uh, leg gel gate? Um, and it's funny. I was talking to uh, some uh, uh, was it with some teammates in my uh, in my rugby team on Friday night about this, and uh, it seems that it's uh, it's one of those rare stories about the sport of road cycling that gets people from outside the sport interested uh, into why you know people who already shave their legs would find that they need to be more aerodynamic by rubbing a gel on their leg with dimples on it anyway the long and short of it is that um uh, jean christophe perot a former runner-up in the tour de france now technical director of the uci has has put a stop to it anyway and um anyone who's seen uh, a couple of his uh, time trial performances and you know a couple of pretty spectacular accidents actually in the tour de france Will, uh, will know that, that he could have probably done with uh, all the help that he could have got in time trial. So I'm surprised that he's axing anything that looks remotely uh, innovative in, uh, in TTs. But anyway, Lotto will not be, uh, will not be uh, wearing this leg gel. I think there's kind of the cries of double standards because the actual result of the, the gel with the small balls inside it is to make the uh, airflow smoother, more smoothly. It's no different to uh, the Lotto, uh, the Sky, uh, Castelli jersey, and what that does. And also, it's not too dissimilar to the Movistar one, which, whilst it isn't uh, balls, is kind of almost like a grid pattern of uh, of sort of raises uh, on the shoulders and what have you. So, you know, they're all doing it, but I suppose the UCI's argument or um, their vibe will be. That this is um, this is uh, there's a distinct difference between uh, pimped-up clothing and actually then pimping up your legs, maybe. And and, and if that is the uh, if that is the avenue that, that they've gone down, or the um, you know the point of difference that they're looking to establish, then fair play for them. They uh, they deserve uh, they deserve a bit of credit for at least making a distinction. They haven't actually uh, clarified or explained that rule that I know of. Um, if there is if that information is out there then I'll, I'll, I'll hunt it down but yeah so it's um a shame really because from being uh, team time trial whipping boys of sort uh, Lotto actually were really competitive in the Dauphiné and of course they've beefed up their time trial squad because Victor Campanerts is no slouch um, against the watch so um, having him in your team is, is going to be a, a, a benefit Um but yeah, it was interesting to see that their performance in the Tour de Suisse was not to the level of their performance uh, in the Dauphiné. So with gel, better than without gel. Um, the other controversial bit of news surrounding Lotto is uh, uh, it's about transfers. They are potentially looking at bringing in Caleb Ewan from Mitchelton-Scott. Uh, the ins- bit of uncertainty about that team, as there is with BMC... Um, and a lot of their riders coming off contract the yates twins for example caleb ewan is one that uh, there seems to be interest in from uh, the guys at uh, lotto and as a result of that there's been some uh, uh, controversy misinformation let's let's say fake news come on let's use that uh, fake news surrounding what might Be happening with Andre Greipel, who is off contract at Lotto. He feels he's been made an offer that hasn't uh, been, uh, isn't, you know, befitting of his status as one of the best sprinters over the last decade or so. Um, There was some stuff on cycling news that Lotto hadn't actually offered him a contract. Uh, Either way, I think he is a rider which who has uh, some value still left in the sport, Uh, and I think probably deserves a, another a final payday with lotto for you know not only the sprints and stuff that he's won but also the um the the, the, the great work he's done in, in the classics he's been particularly effective of, as, a, as a foil he's ridden flanders almost you know like competitively as if he's going for the win i remember a brilliant attack over the mollenberg a few years back in the trickle All champions of germany jersey so i think greipel is a rider who deserves a little bit more um uh, kudos from his team and i hope they sort it out because it would be good to see him you know finish his top level career at uh, lotto rather than kind of move somewhere else have to rebuild a sprint train and, and kind of uh, have to scrabble around for results and stuff um uh, while we're on the subject of sprinters um Nasser Bahani has started to win races in in recent times a couple of French cup wins he's also um, uh, started to look uh, a little bit sharper I wonder whether he could finally break his Tour de France stage win duck this year Um, although what looks more likely is that he'll probably be involved in some controversy and Michael Matthews or Mark Cavendish or someone will be involved in a a war of words but you know maybe that's what those early stages of the tour where there are uh, more of a proliferation of flat stages need that uh, there's a little bit more uh, spice added to those um, by the by the sprinters. In terms of uh, pre-tour indicators uh, the Dauphiné kind of indicated that Team Sky was strong Um, I think the majority of observers and commentators would probably say that there is nothing that has yet indicated that that Geraint Thomas is going to be the man for the tour, even if Froome isn't available for whatever reason. Um, I mean, he climbed well, he was was good, he was effective in the Dauphiné, uh, effective in getting the win, did all he needed to do, um, but Sky were fantastically strong throughout the whole race, so he benefited from that, certainly. Um, does this suddenly make uh, Geraint Thomas a strong contender for the podium or even the top 10 of the Tour de France not for me he's not yet shown that he's got the uh, the legs or the luck for the three week stage races so I would I would expect Sky to talk him up because he is you know a weapon that they have something that they've got in their armory but do I expect him to win the tour? No. Um, do I expect expect him to be competitive? Maybe for a couple of weeks. Um, but but he's got that bad day or that fall or that unlucky moment in him, and until that's you know out of him, then I think he's going to be a rider who. Um, won't go on and, and win more than the week-long stage races and maybe you know his his desire to win the Dauphiné he was obviously at a very good level maybe that was his level and he's already like brilliant I've won the week, week-long week stage race and because there are road riders Spillax another example who who are Raphael Mike is another who are? Um, that's what they're suitable for, and if that's the case, brilliant. You know, go to your speciality. If you, you know, speciality is eating pizza, like mine, eat pizza. Um, so yeah, I look forward to. I look forward to seeing how he goes. You know, we had that period in 2015. It was where he was competitive up till you know the middle of the last week. But you know, he's not got the beating of a, a Barday or an on-form Iran, even for me, let alone. Um, you know like Froome, Quintana, Nibali etc. So um, we shall see as the uh, Tour comes into slightly sharper focus. Uh, as a tune-up that, that it was the Dauphiné wasn't quite as eventful as the Tour de Swiss which benefited in some ways I think from some fairly uh, grubby weather on a couple of stages. It benefited from uh, Peter Sagan being in love with the race and joining in the bunch sprints and doing particularly well um early on in those um no one would have expected him on a flat out race to beat gaviria but he did uh, the, the the overall classification and i've seen and read people saying you know the overall gc of the tour de swiss was a bit of a waste of time once there was an opening time trial uh, a team time trial to open it because bmc could pass it around they kind of they, they did in a way Stefan Kung got some experience in a leader's jersey but you know once port was in position he always looked like he was going to uh, he was going to do it um ports you know another interesting one who's flattered to deceive on more times than than he's actually uh, solidly uh, gone on to win races but you know you would assume if Froome there is a decision on Froome and he doesn't ride the Tour de France and that's a big if um, Port and BMC will have to ride that race um, as you know like the, the team that's got to control it um, otherwise there'll be chaos and, and, and pandemonium and um, I think you'd look then at, at maybe look, um, Port might look for help from the sort of Quintana and De Moulin Movistar aren't generally um, that willing to come and work with breakaway or work to chase breakaways and, and things like that um, until they've actually got a jersey, and the, the number of domestiques they'll have will be affected by the fact that they're still maintaining. They're going in with Landa, um, Valverde, who's going well, and Quintana. So it will be it doesn't leave a lot of, uh, of space for uh, for workers. Um, so it'll be good. It'll be interesting to see. They're almost going in with that kind of attacking principle, and and to hell with defending the race lead. They're kind of the flip, the flip of Sky, who've got minimal leaders and and maximum riders there to defend it. So I suppose you could say that's the two sides of the two sides of cycling. Sky conservative, Movistar will have to will have to attack to make gains and and make make you know make the race a difference. So we shall see. Obviously a little bit away from the Tour de France. We've still got some bits and pieces of racing coming up before then. We're kind of heading towards the national championships as well. Season, that's coming up fairly shortly. Um, and we'll see those uh, those jerseys dictated. Mark Cavendish confirmed to be riding the UK national championship as part of his comeback. He rode the Tour of Slovenia. Um, a, a slow start. You wonder if the various accidents that he's had especially the horrific one in Milan San Remo you wonder if they will have left him time to get to his peak for the Tour de France and as a rider who is starting to mature does he need longer or some riders do does he need longer to get himself in that kind of uh, tour stage winning shape and the field of sprinters for this year's Tour de France is already starting to look you know particularly spicy we've got Ewan who may or may not be after a contract he may or may not be taking Greipel's place at Lotto, so it'd be great if they went up against each other. You've got Buhani, who's starting to show signs, but you know clearly is, is he nears the end of his contract, he's not going to get a contract of similar worth unless he suddenly starts um, winning. You've got Cavendish, Kittle, you've got Arnold Demar Mar, who, who will, in the absence of Thibaut Pinot, they will be looking uh, for Damar and Stage wins Frances de Gere or Group Frances de Gere. They will be looking at that route rather than the G C route. So it's it, it's shaping up to be a, a, a good tour uh for, for, for sprinters, the Green Jersey battle. And and you don't look at it and think, okay, Kittle could win four, five you don't look at it and think that there's that level of, of, of dominance, and, and sometimes you do look at it and you are in that position where you and we've had tours before where we've said, oh, there's no clearly defined sprinter who's going to win here, and we've had you know Kittle winning five last year, Cavendish won four the year before, so you know there, there, it does happen that a sprinter will arrive and will be that much better than the rest of the uh, the rest of the peloton, but hopefully this year might be that battle. It might be that you know where we have four or five sprinters win a stage each rather than you know one sprinter winning four i could be wrong i could be wrong of course um in the other sort of elements of the news we're starting to see the uh, the, the transfer season or the transfer rumor season start to kick into some effect um obviously a little bit of um of wariness, with a couple of teams up for grabs, um, BMC have kind of said that they're making a decision soon on whether they're going to carry on. They've kind of, with the with the you know the sad death of the, of the team principal and sponsor uh, Andy Reese a few weeks ago. Naturally, they're being given more time to uh, to process what they're going through in terms of their grieving, rather than be be forced to. Uh, to say whether they'll enforce any contracts or, or what have you um but that would be some sort of uh, transfer merry-go-round uh, should their circumstances change there's been talk uh, of uh, like the main sponsor or secondary sponsors tag you and Sophos stepping up just to uh, fill that breach it'll be interesting to see if that is the case otherwise it's the usual roundabout of bike sponsors and whether Sunweb will be riding Cervelo's and, and so on. So we'll keep an, an eye on all of that. Of course, nothing can officially be announced till after the Tour de France, anyway. Um, but there's always, you know, kind of uh, unknown knowns and, and that uh, you know, open secrets. Um, where we'll be looking in, uh, across the next few weeks is, of course, what happens with, uh, with Froome and his. Uh, hearing whether that is likely depends on who you speak to there's a number of uh, people who've said it won't be before the tour de france i think if that's the case then you know maybe that changes sky's bargaining plea or you know whether they're going to look to try and get to the end of the tour de france and then accept maybe any ban that comes um who knows though you know one thing is for sure that the way that you know the Giro wind was constructed has hardly dampened the uh, you know the feelings around Froome they've only animated them and we make no apologies for being skeptical um you know everyone is entitled to their opinion uh, our opinion is that that there's questions that need answering and hopefully those answers are coming from Sky and himself I understand that he can't speak because of lawyers telling him and locking him down you know how refreshing would it be for an athlete to just come out and say you know to hell with what the legal process is this is what hasn't hasn't happened um I do understand and accept that that is highly unlikely and improbable um and it takes generally riders to retire before uh, before the truth comes out um, so yeah that's it really from the show for this week uh, we will be back again uh, in a couple of weeks as we build up to the Tour de France um, certainly the, uh, the feeling or our feeling is that doing the show slightly less frequently um, but with a slightly longer format works nicely because um, uh, the, the 10 minute, minute bite sized uh, piece works okay um but there are times where you know we not that we were filler but we were sort of thinking okay what 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 can be added to to the show so rather than do 10 minutes because we say we do 10 minutes every week we'll do you know 20 minutes every couple of of, of weeks to make sure that that we can actually approach a subject and deal with it uh, in in greater depth and detail and with with that in mind it's um it's been interesting to to watch the number of listens and downloads of uh, the last podcast 101 where we talked about the you know the mental health uh, aspect towards cycling both positive and negative um so if you haven't grabbed a listen to that please make sure you go back and have a listen to that um so yeah great thank you very much for uh, for your time and your uh, and, and, and listening in and it's, it feels good to be back um we will be back as said in a couple of weeks um, we might even have an update on our uh, what, what might now become our 2019 rather than our 2018 kit we have got some uh, some long term kit on review um, from, from suppliers so uh, we will talk about that as we get nearer the end of the season um, but in the meantime we're just dying to get back out on our bikes and do some miles and uh, and i'm sure you guys are too the weather's the weather's been particularly good um i can't talk about the uh the Huntingdon Fence anymore as i don't live there um i'm sure the weather's great there but in Lincolnshire at the moment it's it's pretty fine so uh yeah take care everyone thanks for listening please tell your friends please subscribe please do all of those things that everyone says on every podcast uh but most of all please uh, stay safe and enjoy your cycling uh take care and uh, bye bye